It's okay if you do it. I don't mind. I'm okay with anything. Here's my hand. It's out here for you. Hey, man, I love you, white people. Take my hand. Yeah, listen, man. Let's go. Oh, man, I know you got listeners out there. They think that we crazy. Well, I know they think I'm crazy. But I'm not, man. We full, we full of we full of education on here. We full of realism. And we feel and we feel with like truthful talk, and you know it's 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 edgy, you know it's not the most comfortable, uh, you know water cooler talk that you're gonna have, but you know it's necessary. You know we, you listening, you know we're talking. You know we're not condescending, we're not preaching, we just putting the facts out there. And of course we you know delve in, you know with our own uh, assessment. Of the situation, you know, we don't come with opinions too much because we're dealing with the facts. Because you know, opinions become debatable. You know, we like to discuss things with each other, so that's what we do. So I know the people out there that are listening, just bear with us, man. We get into we get into all the topics that you know you say that you want to hear. We're gonna talk about it. We're not afraid to talk about it. I don't have anybody over my shoulder saying, nah, you can't talk about that. This sponsor said this and that sponsor said that. We sponsor our own right now. We okay with that. You know, we got the black Wall Street mentality. We don't need massive money right now. I'm all right. <laughs> I don't have a figure. You don't have a figure high enough to, to pay me off, all right? I'm not saying I'm not singing them commercials. Them silly ass commercials <laughs> that come on during Final Four right now. Dude, yo, how yo, how long is Charles Barkley, Samuel Jackson, and Spike Lee? How long are they gonna be riding in the damn car? Are they gonna get to the arena? I mean, no, damn, no, man. I thought it was a damn car no. commercial. I thought it was a car commercial, and then it was Capital One. What the hell? What they doing got to do with Capital One? I don't see no purchases taking place. Yeah, it's a rental car. Oh, they had to rent a car with the Capital One car. Exactly. <laughs> I'm supposed to figure that out. I'm supposed to discern that information. You yeah, know, oh, man, they're crazy, man. That I ain't mad at them though. You know, get your check. Every, everybody want to get a check. That money. We, yeah. When you take you that money, money though, understand the role. What I'm not talking about. You know, no little bit of money. When you start taking big money, there's big promises. There's big payouts. You got to do some uh, what they call it compromising. Now, which way you bend, that's up to you, okay? I don't bend. You know, I can compromise. We can talk about things, but I'm not going to, you know, do something that, you know, I can't go to the grave with. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. No amount of money is really worth that. Let's go NFL. We talk about uncomfortable things. We will continue to. Sometimes, Listen, I'm not the most... Uh, you know, Shariah can tell you, you know, I'm not the most uh, sensitive person all the time, you know. I got my moments. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I do have moments. I I have cried before, man. Okay? I do have feelings. I'm not some harsh, brutal, you know, mean-spirited person, but I just like to tell the truth because it's easier to deal with a week from now. Damn, yo, he respected me. Yeah, he told me the truth. He didn't sugarcoat it. He wasn't bullshitting me. You know what? I respect him. That's it. I ain't doing it for that, but that's you know, but that's what you're supposed to get from it. That's what we do on the show. Everybody got their own delivery of how they do it. You know me? 
you know, uh, probably on this show, personality, I'm probably angry black man. But I'm okay with that because I know I could cry too, okay? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I didn't mean to go there. Listen, Russell Okung's contract with the Seattle uh, Seattle Seahawks. Team player or slave mentality? Or a little bit of both? Jariah? Yeah, uh, with Seattle. Take, he signed with Denver, didn't he? He signed with Denver. Yeah, oh, yeah, he signed with Denver. Right, so he's with Denver now. Oh, a little uh, bit of I'll just take stupidity because <laughs> um, that contract is just ridiculous. Listen, when you try to be the smartest person in the room and it drastically goes way left, that's what we left with right here. You know, this guy – Left tackles, he's a left tackle, right, if I recall, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. left tackles is like the insurance for your quarterback. You know, that's something after you get the quarterback, you need the left tackle. So, you know, those are big money positions. And so, to, from what I've seen this year in the uh, free agent in free agency, left tackles is going for some money. So this dude negotiates his own deal, five-year deal, but then – He's really only playing for he's he's really only making five deal. million dollars. Five million dollars. For one year. For one year. For a roster a roster bonus and something else. So for one year. He gets five million. Five, mm-hmm. five million dollars. He mind you everybody, he negotiated his own contract. So that's why I say the stupidity part. No agent and you don't always need an agent. You know, you can if you have any kind of sense or you do your research, you can actually do it yourself. But we all know in football, guaranteed money is king. So without guaranteed money, the contract is worthless because you'll never meet worthless. those incentives. You're never, you're never going to hit them. So, They'll uh, fix you before they do that. He got, he got all kinds of incentives. He got incentives to show up for day one and get a million dollars. He got incentives right. if he make weight. He got incentives if he play a certain amount of games. He got incentives if you don't allow a certain amount of sacks. What is wrong with this dude, man? Dude, this is football. <laughs> this ain't basketball or none of that. You got to get your bread up front. Now, every, you know, we were having a conversation online the other day, and we were talking, you know, everybody was talking about, you know, these young guys that get their money when they go to college. All right, somebody should have told him that because this dude is an idiot. Why would you <laughs> sign a contract like that? Like, dude. Dudes out here, Jets is paying Ferguson $13, $14 million at left tackle. You signed for one year for $5 million? <laughs> and safe incentive-laden contract. And, you, and it's like, you proud that you... I didn't have an agent. <laughs> okay. Right. That's you exactly you, you that proud is. of that? Like, dude, exactly. your agent would have reached God. For you, you needed an agent because that wasn't bright. If you no, sign a, a one-year deal, I'm going to sign a one-year deal, and you're going to pay me, you give me whatever, $10 million. Even if you, you got $10 that? million, that's still exactly. better than, that's, 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 that's what, what you're you signing for. In order to, you got, said it, I'm getting $10 million, you know, you're going to give me $10 million, and then you can do the rest in bonuses and all that. Bonuses, so, damn, I can sure. make up to maybe 15 and I, you know, I don't make up maybe $5 million, and if I hit it, you know, I can make probably got, potentially fifteen. This dude got five million dollars, all incentive laden. 
So if you get hurt, no money. you're gone. He got no money up front and no guaranteed money. They cut him. No you. money up front and no guaranteed money. That's I not can't. being a I, team I player. That that's just dumb. Oh, that's that, wouldn't that type of contract allow them to uh, take less of the cap hit by trying to sign him to a real contract? I think generally, yeah, because yeah, I mean, if you get a multi-year yeah. deal, it generally helps your 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 cap situation, you know. But uh, hell, why do that? You could pay me, you, when they could when they could pay you five million dollars for one year. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Like we go, you ain't got no agent. Call them. We're going to get this sucker. We're going to get yeah, him. We first. just got us a new sucker. There's a sucker born let's, every day, and they just got there. Because these are straight let's, let's, let's go into these the war room. Let's, 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 let's see what we got. They him all day, baby. That's what it seemed like. It was, it, it was on, like man. one of those you, situations. You, you step can, in the war room. You can't room do that. You, see, you, can, you see where your head is at, and that's what it is. You see where your head is at, and they saw where his head is at. Did he have and an they injury? was like, okay, did, I think so. Did he have an injury? He had a shoulder injury or something like that, or some yeah, type of injury he had, he had. You know, they like, well, you're coming off an injury, and you know, if you make it in shape and you come back with an injury, you got bonuses. Yeah, but I want like twelve million up front. I need my money up front. I, 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 and a lot of other teams. And, I, and, and, and you and you could have got that. And you could have got yeah. that easily, easily. Then, so then that's a, okay. So then. That then that's then that's the question that we trying to answer. He it was more many layers, many ways that he could have went, but he decides because I don't think he was being a team player, you know. But that is a good argument that somebody can make, you know. Well, maybe he making room for them to you know to sign people. Why would you be a team player? You could have been no, hell no. You, you it's free agency. It's free agency. When you go and you sign with a new team, you letting them know, like, uh, you know, nah, get your money. This is football. They don't have a quarterback. They got more Sanchez (laughs) as a quarterback right now, okay? So, ain't no guarantees they're going back to the bowl. Ain't no guarantees they're winning anything. So, why would it be a team player? I ain't helping doing nothing. I just got here. I don't know y'all cats. I don't know how y'all move. I'm getting my money up front. I'm getting my money now. I need my money now. This is football. That's right. I'm coming off an injury. I can get hurt in practice. So if he don't make if he, if he don't play the first game of the season, he lose like two million. So you know, all he got to do is get hurt in practice, and he's done. He's yeah. done. You're talking about. Or you get a concussion and they sit you out because concussion protocol, right? But this, but this is the worst part. You're putting your faith in the hand of a coach that telling it and says you have to play a certain amount of plays to hit this next bonus. I ain't doing that. I want my you know what he did? He watched. Not. He watched any given Sunday. You know, and that's his problem. He, you know what he is? He's a slave. He's he's what I'm he talking about. When people be, he's he he is a mental midget. Okay, he is a slave mentality for you to take an incentive based contract where. The person on the other end is the person who could decide whether you're going to reach a bonus. Talking about if if I make a certain if I play a certain mm-hmm. amount of downs, that makes no sense. Because if I want to save the organization money as a coach, like yo, hey yo, if he play like if he play the next two series, you know he's going to get uh, he's going to get this two million dollar bonus. You know you got you got and that's coming through the headsets. Yo, oh, don't let him go right. in. So what are you going to do? Exactly. Run on the field. 
What are you gonna do? Run on the field and make sure he plays? He's a fool. What's your name? Say it, Toby. Suppose, suppose, let's say hypothetically, Denver's not in the playoff picture. He's not hurt. He's not. He hasn't been hurt all year. But they could get a draft. They could get a nice draft pick, right? And right. And send him say he has to play for 300, 200 downs or whatever it is. Say that. He's at by the fifteenth game. You at a hundred and eighty plays you played already. Now you're sending kicking. You get an extra two three million if you get to the two hundred downs. They ain't gonna play you. We're gonna sit you. Now yeah. you don't get your bonus. You put that in the face of Fox. You put that in the face of Kubiak and Elway. No, I'm not putting my. I'm not. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't trust them as far as I could throw them. Hell no, I wouldn't yeah. do that. Yeah. Have you seen? You seen the young quarterback bounce? Why? Because he ain't, he ain't believed them. Because they he feel like they yeah. lied to him. You know what I'm saying? And, and right. you know, and I I don't want I don't want to make it sound like it's right, but the way. But, you know, young boy was smart. He's like, ah, you benched me. As soon as Peyton came back, like, I was nothing. Eh, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I ain't playing with y'all. I ain't doing that. I don't trust y'all. I'm out of here. I'm going to get this money. So why would you, a left tackle, a known commodity in the league, oh my God. a contract it's, like that? I can't Come even. On, man. I'm like, Come on, man. And it's, that's, it's like, that's stupid. it's like that's basic, stupid. it's like, it's basic. Uh, business one on one. You don't even have to. This doesn't require uh, a degree. This don't require nothing. Nothing. This is just common damn sense. Common sense. Exactly. What is my position worth? What is my position worth? All right, I'm a left tackle. Hey. Exactly. You're gonna Google that shit. You ain't even do that. (laughs) You're gonna Google that shit. Come on, B. These dudes is this is yo. This is what I'm talking about. Come on, man. You want to sit out? You want to take five million, but they're about to give Vaughn Miller like twenty-two million. You don't even. Exactly. Oh, man, I'm done. Man. Hey, hey, man. There's, there's a Butler position for everybody, man. Everybody, you know, the Butler was very prestigious. All right, you know, it's a mentality, yeah, man. man. He's the Butler. Man. You know, it is a damn cold. shame, man. Let's let you know, let's let's, let's take this call. I agree with you. Let's take a call. Agree, we got a call. I'm, I'm I agree. With I agree with y'all. I give it size, so right. You see stupidity. This is dumb. Okay. Stupidity. That don't even make sense. It makes sense, B. Ah, man. This this is crazy. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? There's no way you're here. Oh, four one four. Talk to us, man. What's happening, everybody? Jamal. What's good? Jamal. What's good, Jamal Fowler? What's good? Oh, not much, man. One of the you know regular callers, you know whether we got ten listeners, a hundred, or a thousand, you know I'll let I'll let Jamal on the line. Hey, that's no knock on anybody else. I'm just saying some people could they could get through. I'm at the age I still can remember some numbers. <laughs> you call it now, baby. Good, I don't remember your number. What's good, brother? I don't know much, man. Um, I, How you feel about that contract? Huh? Are you in the house tonight? How you feel about that contract, Russell Okun to the Broncos? To be honest with you, man, I really, had, I really, I really, I'm really not. 
too familiar with that country. I really ain't looked at it, man. So I'm, I don't. I really uh, have no so opinion get, on that. You know what? Give, give no, it was Shariah. Break it down real quick. Give, give them the well, uh, well the enlighten you. So Russell Okun, you know, used to play the the Seahawks, right? Free agent, right. Assad, right. left tackle, right? High demand right. position, left tackle. So he signed the contract with the with the Broncos. Essentially, it's a one year deal, five million bonuses. Right. You know, roster bonus, workout bonus. Um, I think something was like two million. Something else was like two million. Something like that. So it's yeah. all incentive laden. So if he right. gets all of those incentives, he's making five million dollars. He's a left tackle. Five million dollars. He negotiated his own deal, but he you right. know, he's like, yeah, I, I I didn't have an agent. I did it myself. Right. Makes no sense. Left tackle, $5 million. Jets playing so gave... Ferguson, $13, 14000000 or whatever. He negotiated a deal for $5 million that's strictly off of incentives. He get hurt, he's done. They cutting him. I can't. He'll never I make it can't. to, he'll never make it to like... that contract. That's not like a Ricky Williams contract, but at least Ricky Williams got something. You know, it wasn't the best for the you know that top pick, but you know, my God, because his junk was incentive laden yeah, too. But this is this is uh, ridiculous. He couldn't Let's he couldn't he couldn't get nothing better than that. He negotiated well, he himself, his own deal. So. <laughs> he negotiated his own deal. <laughs> That's what happened when you like yeah. it, it's just it's what like well fuck? really you you could have googled that like Rob said right. you could have looked that up in a second. Uh-huh. Unreal. Unbelievable. You could have went to the yeah. bank and had somebody help you out. Something. Yeah. Anything. Uh, a left tackle. Yeah, he could have got, uh, got a prepaid lawyer, bro. Exactly. You, you could have got them. You could have got them. What? You could have got legal room on the line. Triple A. Yeah, man. You could have got a triple you A. Triple a, a lawyer and figured that out, nah, he could have signed up with um for prepaid legal. Could have. He could have got a you lawyer to do his deal. Legal. You could have went to legal. You could have legal, got for real, man. anywhere. You could have got one anywhere. Right. Just for that single right. advice to do your deal or to give you some yeah. advice on it, what you should do. I got that link, too, man. Job. Anybody need prepaid legal, I got that link, man. They <laughs> 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 got lawyers for different crazy. situations. Man. Everybody need a lawyer, man. Don't think you don't need one. Everybody need a lawyer, man. You can't, you know, that's what they for. They they know that's their arena. They do contracts and negotiations and execution. These dudes making millions of dollars. This dude walking there and trying to make his own deal incentive based in football of all sports. Yeah. Yeah, that's stupid. Come on, man. That was stupid. And so, you know, know, Jamal, I was just tying it together, man. It's like, so Jamal, man, his mentality, man, we, we, that's what we was talking about. Is he a team right. player or is he a slave? Slave mentality. I said <laughs> stupid. Yeah, so Ryan said I stupid. She made up a whole other category. Okay, so then he's a super slave. A so you got smart I'm slaves, too. Right, so then I'll say he's a he's super slave. Yeah, he's a, yeah. He's yeah. 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 Uh, uh, stupid everything, everything everybody says is what he is. How about that? <laughs> okay, then that's so, all right. If this is if this is twelve years of slave, then he take Alfie Woody character. We switch it to a man. He take comfort. He got his pinky out. Yeah, <laughs> I made my own deal, man. Did it for the team. That's I got crazy. a silly yeah. base deal. Yeah, I, don't, I, yeah. mean, I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm so I'm so confused, man. Yeah, that was. He, that, he that, did. That's gonna. He wanted to be with a contender. I guess I don't. I don't know. I. I 
You know what? I think he, well, uh, it seems like looking at the contract, it looked like he, he thought he was being smart because 2017, base salary is $2 million. Roster bonus is like $9.5 million. <laughs> so, you know. Roster bonus where they can cut you, Exactly. Well, so your total is like $11 million. You really think so you're going you gonna to make it to, to make the roster? you going to get $9 million? They got to take that hit? You really think they're going to let you make the roster? And that I means you're uh, what left tackles off. Do you think they're going to want to pay that? Exactly. Yeah. I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the top all, left first tackles. First of all, they don't, even have, they don't have a quarterback. So they're not even a contender right now. Their quarterback is Mark Sanchez. Bottom line. You be, I don't care how much protection you get that clown, he's going to still mess up. So you ain't going to do anything. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the top. And we got some dogs coming up his ass this year, baby. You know what I'm saying? We got some dogs coming up his ass this year. The top, uh, top three left tackles. Y'all looking you know, good? From, from Buffalo. Y'all looking good, Jamal? Oakland, y'all looking good? Yeah, Bro, all right, that's we could have seen them dogs on them this year. Bruce Irvin, Sean Smith, Khalil <laughs> Mack. Hey, the silver and black is back, baby. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And that's what I'm saying. They got this. And that's, and that's, how you know, that's what I'm trying to say. You in that division, and you're going to be playing against, you're going to play against the Chiefs with a, with a tough defense. You're going to be playing the Raiders with an improved defense. Come on, bro. They're going to stay sending pass rushes at you. You got to get your money because if them dudes is blowing by you and sacking the quarterback, they cutting you. You ain't getting no bread. She. Come on, man. Come on, man. The top, the, top, the top three left tackles is, is the dude what from – uh, Buffalo making thirteen. Throw some figures million. out there. So the top guys making thirteen, but the but the average Glenn, tackle Buffalo, is making ten. Thirteen seven. He making thirteen. Kurt Williams, thirteen six. Tyron Smith, twelve point two. Crazy. You you out here with a five. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we just signed a dude. We just signed a dude. Come on, man. What's the dude? Adam no, I'm from the Raiders, him, right? Not, not down the pen. Oh, the Raiders. Yeah, we we, we yeah we resigned down the pen, but the one we signed from the Ravens, I think we gave him uh twenty million left half. Mm-hmm. The damn you know Jets is trying to rework Ferguson contract. He may he gonna get a, we gonna get a cap hit in two weeks for like fourteen mil. We yeah. trying to get him to wow. We trying to get him to restructure. <laughs> yeah. This dude. If we didn't know, if we didn't know he was going to take five, we'd have cut furniture and brought him in. Shit. We could have said that. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Shit. Yep. We could have said that. I mean, like, damn, bro. You out there giving deals to Elway. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm like, damn. They don't care about you. You idiot. Mm-hmm. They go, they're about to sign for a million for $22 million. You want to sign him for yep. $22 million? I want my money. I want my money. Yeah, they, they, he, but he thinks they care about him, man. Like he, come on, man. He in the house, dog. He, he ain't picking no cotton. He don't got a norm. He just sick on his ass. You said that earlier. You gotta love the white man, yo. I love you, man. I, I play for free, bastard. Come on, man. That's <laughs> you get turned. He's playing for free. He basically playing for free. And what he doing? He playing for free right now. He playing for free right now. He playing for free right now. So he loved the game then, right? He loved the game. He played for free, right? He loved the game? 
That's all. Hey, obviously he must. You'd be surprised, he must boy. Yeah, he must love the yeah. game. Got to. He must love the game. Like That's that. what's up. He must love All right, the game. so then we'll respect you for loving the game. All right, you love the game. No, hell no. No, no. No, hell no. <laughs> you a dumb Negro, no okay? Respect. You a dumbass. That's what you are. You a dumbass. I'm, I'm, I'm not okay, respecting you. Play left no. You play in the trenches, okay? You get hit on every exactly. play. Okay? Exactly. You ain't no, you ain't no pro, prima donna wide receiver, okay? You ain't one of them. Who, 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 who fly out of bounds all the time. You ain't one of them. Good job. Good job. So the only wide receivers that I really head. give a totally, total <laughs> dap to is if your ass is a crossing receiver, you're going to get popped, okay? I, you know, I don't they, – they could do that all, all game for me. I never, I never would beef with a wide receiver that takes crossing routes because you know what you're in. There ain't a lot of them. There's not a lot of them. Yeah, I know there ain't a lot of them. That's why you don't hear you me going in. I'm not going on to the rest of them. Middle. Yeah, everybody ain't not a fly down the field. Everybody ain't a, a Randy Morse. They ain't no more of those yeah, guys. Right. Go route. Everybody hit yeah, them go routes and fly passes. Only two receivers that go across the field like that is Antoine Bogan. That's it. Everybody else you know, uh, in the name of receivers that's, that's, you know, coming across the middle of the field. Everybody's fly patterns, <laughs> go routes, you know. So... But for real, yeah, man, man, like, come on. Any of Russell, Oshun, like, uh, Okun, like, how are you going? Uh, what the fuck are you uh-oh. talking about? It's over <laughs> for Kansas, baby. I'm going to tell you, like, whoever rolled with Kansas, your bracket is officially done because Villanova will beat them and will advance to the Final Four. There will be no miracles. I'm going to tell you like this, man. The Biggie represents, okay, and they needed to represent. I don't know what it is about Big 12 basketball. I mean, granted, Kansas has won before recently, I think when uh, Mario Chalmers was there. That wasn't that long yeah. ago, maybe like eight years ago. So within the yeah, decade, man, they have won. When your, man, when your man Jared Rose was playing for Calipari and Mr. Free Throws. Yeah, that was oh, all yeah. Mr. Free Throws. Him, uh, yeah. what's, the, what's the other cat that, that was uh, kind of erratic, but he was like the leader of the team, played for the Nets. Oh, I can't remember his name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, Douglas Roberts. Yeah, Douglas Roberts. Yeah, so that team. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's like this, man. We talking about? Man, look like Greg Oden. He do the Big East. Is it necessary? Yeah, it's necessary that the Big East get in. So what, so what do we have so far? We got Oklahoma in. We got Villanova, Villanova getting ready to go in. Villanova. Villanova's yep. getting, well, well, let's see. They're inbound on the ball. So they're about to go in. Yeah, they're inbound on the ball. Layup, it's over. Okay. 64-59. Three seconds left. That game is over. There will be no miracles. Okay, so <laughs> right, when man, you look, cool. oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Kansas fans, is, is that too much? You know, but you know, we got to put it out there. It's over. You know, and it's like this. I'm gonna tell you like this. When I looked at the the teams that are in right now in the Final Four, because you know the traditional guys made it to the Sweet Sixteen, you know the big dogs, and Villanova, I guess they knocked down these free throws. They're going. They're a Nike school. Oklahoma's a Nike school, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Right? Oh, so Oklahoma's Big 12, mm-hmm. right? Big 12, Nike. Big East, Nike. And then you got um, on the other end, we got to we see tomorrow's games, North Carolina. It's three ACC teams that, support, that allegedly that should get in, 
with a Big East guy. It's that makes sense. Four. 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 Yeah, it's, it's no, four tomorrow. Saying, tomorrow. Yeah, that's what that's I'm saying. So three two. of them, so two of them will get in the final four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So two, two of them, two of them are gonna be in. So and that makes sense. Yeah. So you got the ACC who got a lot of Big East defunct teams in there. Exactly. And then you got a exactly. I mean, let's not let's not sugarcoat it. And then you got the the Big East is official representative of the Big East, Villanova, another team, you know. Highly pumped. It's a Nike school. The other Nike school went down already. One Nike school beat another Nike school. Oklahoma beat Oregon. (laughs) You know, Oklahoma beat the University of Nike, Oregon. Oh, they they smashed them. That wasn't even... Yeah, they smashed them. You know why they smashed them? Buddy Hill, baby. Anybody out there that don't follow college basketball never heard of Buddy Hill, and all you know about is Ben Simmons and all that light-skinned shit, kill it. Okay? (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Yo, Buddy Hill, yo, Buddy Hill, right here, I'm telling you right now, if you pass him up as the number one player in the draft, you're going to regret it. Again, Ingram or Simmons, I don't care what they tell you, how much potential they have. He's the most polished player right now coming out of the game, coming in the game. He's the number one pick. If you're a GM, you better take him number one or you're going to regret it. I promise you that. He got the jumper. He can go to the hall. He can rebound. He a two guard right off the rip, ready to play as soon as he gets to the league. He's ready, Six five. He's ready and to he's go. Tough. He's ready tough. to go. And he's tough. He's ready to go. He's ready to go, man. You go, don't, don't and he got the nice smile. Come Talk on, man. Him, baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Philadelphia in the house. Call yeah. Philly in the house, baby. Philly's in the house, yeah. Villanova, Philly's in the, in the house, house man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. even though Villanova, anybody that's been out there, it's close to Philly, though. But so they, it's they close could, to it. It's exactly close. But let me tell you but... something about Villanova tomorrow. I've been on the campus before. Yeah, tell, tell, All right? Tell me Villanova. Villanova. Oh, man, man. Villanova, man. It's a Catholic that's a white school, campus, baby. man. It's white. It's white, it's though, Catholic man. It's school. white campus. For real, Catholic man. School, baby. You can you can bring religion into it all you want, Rob. I'm saying that you say, Rob? it's a white you school say, for real. You said it's a Catholic school. We know that the Big East is all Catholic schools. Yeah, you know, but I mean, we went to Catholic. We went to Catholic schools, man. It's Catholic. It was schools, different right? when we went. You we know, went during the time oh, of the crack yeah, era. Yeah, all right, it was yeah, different. Yeah, no, you had white dudes in your class. I had no white boys in my school. I sure did. You did? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because of the side of Brooklyn you was on. You went to school in Fort Greene. I went to school in Flatbush. So, yeah, I have, I have white kids in my class, bro. Yeah, they wasn't coming downtown. That was downtown. Yeah. They wasn't coming downtown. Yeah. So, yeah, I went to school with Italians, Irish, Haitians, Jamaica. You sure did. Kids, you sure did. That's right. Yeah, you did. That's right. So, you know, I went, to, I went to private school on Staten Island. It was, yeah. So, you know, it was Italians and Irish there, too. So, yeah, it's the same thing. And you go to Villanova campus. You go to any Catholic school campuses. They go to you go to St. John. All that. Don't get go to the Queens. They did. So, tell me so cool. Yeah. Like I said, I, I, I got family in Philly, but I've only been up there a couple times in my lifetime. So oh, well, of, well, Philly is the, sectioned off. So here you guys, let me hear you. So of all the schools, the colleges in Philly, which one outside of Cheney State and Lincoln has the most black kids? Oh, well, see, Cheney and Lincoln are, like, they way outside of Philly. 
like they, that's they, not they even Philly. They in Amish yeah, land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you talk yeah. about when you go out there, yeah, man, oh, I'm gonna tell you so. Wait, I, I'm, I got a quick story too about about the. Uh, I'm saying downtown Philly in the market. They got the right. they got the Amish people that that you know they they got the little booth they got a booth down in there in the market down there, you know they make right. some real good chicken man you'd be surprised man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? It's really? 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 I cannot. <laughs> All right. Okay. He asked me about really Philly. Good. I'm telling they, you they, about Philly. They make a real. They make really good chicken. They make chicken. really good chicken. They serve it with water. They make some watermelon Kool-Aid. Nah, nah, nah. No watermelon yeah. Kool-Aid. I'm talking about the chicken, man. They make some good chicken. The Amish chicken. <laughs> oh, yo, Jamal, on, man. man. You, you go, if you go back to Philly, no, seriously, go to the, go to Market. 10th uh, is yeah. down by the Greyhound Station. Oh, 10th and okay. Market over there. Oh, yeah. man. I'm telling you, man. You, I, Yo, listen. I, I went to see you wrong. It's a damn good chicken. They what else we got coming up? I can't even. What, I know what you got going about on? Philly. I'm talking about Philly. All right, but let me go back to Philly. All right, let me go like this. Temple, Temple, okay, is in the hood, okay? Yeah, right. I, yeah I know. The they're temple they're is in North out. Philadelphia. But Temple yeah. is, don't get it twisted, Temple is a white school, okay? Penn right. is a white school. Penn is in the hood for oh, real. Yeah. Yo, Penn is in West Philly. Yo, Penn is in West Philly, man. Like, it ain't no joke over there, okay? I'm talking yeah. about once you cross 52nd and Market, then you're going to a whole yeah. other world. Drexel is in the hood. The Drexel is, uh-huh. is, is, uh, is shielded because the Drexel on the front, it looks good. But then you walk about maybe three or four blocks, you know, away from the university, you're in a section yeah. called the Bottoms. That's the Bottoms. It's wicked oh, over man. there. Like, hey, people yeah. are struggling, man, all over this world. People are struggling. We trying to go to college. We trying to do the right thing. And, you know, we learn things along the way. And then you got dudes like Russell O'Hoon, you know, playing for free. Like, it's just dumb, man. <laughs> so we going to get we, we gonna get off of, um, we going we gonna to leave that, that, that alone. Um, we still on the NCAA 20 right now. You listen. At the end of the day, Rob, I agree with you, man. Catholic schools have, uh, well, as far as from when I was coming up, when you was coming up, they have preached diversity, even if it's about numbers, even if it's, even if it's about quotas. You know, because they, they, you got to look at where your high school was. They wasn't going to have no choice but to really uh, get some black kids up in there. But then look, the high school I went to, historically, is a white. it was a white school, but all the white people yeah. moved out. You know what I'm saying? Like, in that area, all the white people gone. So then it was nothing but well, black guess kids. What? That's up well, there. guess what? They're back. So oh, they're back. <laughs> so hey, they back like Jordan, back baby. They yeah, back man. like number 45, man, and they ain't going nowhere. You know, but so, you got to look at it just like this, man. It's day schools, and like my man said, in uh, high learning, you behind enemy lines, dog, okay? They own this shit. But so you can go to college if you want out. to. Hey. schools are fading out, man. You know they close a lot of them down because the they are they because of the money, man. They, they, it's it's, it's money issues. Pay. Nobody well, wants I mean, to pay. Tuition is high. 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 But that's why. But that's why. That's why they send the kids. That's why kids want to go to prep schools because Catholic schools now is fading out. 
And now kids oh, are going to go Here we go. Prep school. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, oh, don't, don't get me started on prep school. But I'm not going to. All right. You know what? This this is where, you know what? Because in order to in order to become a, a better thinker and, a, and an educator, we have to listen. So we're going to listen to a, a scenario. And this scenario is, it applies to a lot of people. I know a few people. Sarai, give us a scenario. Give us your scenario. It doesn't have to be personal, but give us one that we could break down so we could give advice because there are about 50 kids that's probably going through this scenario that you're going to bring up. And and, and let's help because that's what we do here. You know, Jamal, you stay on the line with us. You ain't got to go nowhere. We, we We need people to chime in. We need independent well, observers. Yeah, let me get a different scenario, should I? Break it down. Please, Rob, let me sure you chime in. You got a scenario of you have, you know, a, a player who went to public school, went to public school and, you know, played or whatever like that. So as far as high school goes, uh, didn't play on the high school team, didn't go to a public high school, decided to go to a private school. So, all right, spend first year in private school. So now the thought is, well, I want to reclassify and I want to go and play at a prep school because my friends are, you know, going, some some are going or some are applying to prep schools now. The same ones who decided that they wanted to go to private school, they went to private school. So now, you know, I guess the same group wants to go now go to prep school. So some are some are applying, and some it may make sense because you know they're like six eight six nine, so you know naturally you you're going somewhere, but then you have others who who's not where you are average height if that you know average player not you know, but you're you're still on a JV team, so how are you going to get from your situation being on a JV team to prep school? Who's going to pay for I that? I have a question. I got go one yes. question. Are the six, eight, six, nine guys, are they on the JV team too? Um, They're like, I think they're spread out. Like, you know, you, you, you play on different teams. You play on travel teams. You play, so they're on, I guess, various different teams. Oh, know? okay. So they're, so, they're, they're an AAU group that are in school uh, yeah, and they're trying kinda, to get together? Yeah. Like buddy ball? Oh, they're trying to get they they kind of trying to get together and they you know it's just oh well this one said this and this one's parents said that this school is is good for this and you know I've also heard one where you know oh they they're 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 looking for more minority kids to give to place you know to 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 uh, to give scholarships to so it's kind of okay. all over the place so we're okay. we're kind of following the trend of you know my friends are going here so now I want to go there. So okay, but so you're is, on JV. The guy is six eight. You got six eight six nine friends, but you're on JV, playing guard. Yes. Okay. And then you All have right, another friend who you have another friend who I think I think got in. Um, that's a guard also. I think he got in. I think he may you know kid may have gotten in. Um, so it's like okay, well I want to go too, but the only issue is that you apply, you didn't get in. One called. One, you know, you sent film and one coach called back to let you know, ah, I don't have any room. So, to me, that translates as, well, you're not good enough. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. The coach called, okay, you sent film. 
and the coach so, called you back and said, I don't have nothing for you? The coach you, that, called that's back. That's so you know, disrespectful. We don't even call kids back if we have no intention on admitting them. We to, take the film know, and, and we and we put it and we watch it like, and we put it away. We throw it in the garbage. Neither, right. If garbage. we don't want it, we don't call. We don't bother. But okay, We don't bother, but, but he called. Right. He called, he called the kid. to say, that's you know, I appreciate the film and – I appreciate blah blah blah, but you know we we just we don't have the room or whatever. So mm-hmm. all the other places that you apply to, you're on a waiting list. So Damn. it's it's just kind of like, well, what are you gonna do? You know, it's 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 a bit, it's just not really well thought out. <laughs> you know, it's it's really not because to me it just doesn't make sense. Because I got if you're not on that JB. I got it. I mean, I mean, from the scenario just sounds crazy, but I think the first thing that that that, that really that really got my mind tripping is that is you on JV, so it's like exactly. you know, prep, that was be my next it's thing. like it's like prep right. schools, you know, kids that's like freshmen on varsity, you know what I'm saying? Right. They want you right. from there. That's when they 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 looking at that. You know what I'm saying? I can see if you you know if your team was. If, I don't know. You know the, if your school is maybe a top ten high school, and yet they just loaded from one, they got like twenty good right. kids, and they had to put you on JV because they didn't have a spot for you because they had maybe fifteen more players that was better than you. Yeah. And you know what I mean. And then it was like, oh well, you know, I'm trying. You they they see you and they say, well, okay, we know you're nice because the school you at is just is official. So yeah, we mm-hmm. can, we gonna, we know we're gonna look at you. You know what I'm saying? But when if your school got maybe two, three good players and you still on JV, they like and you sending us tapes, they not even looking at that. They being polite uh-huh. by saying you on a waiting list. That's being uh-huh. polite. And like C said, most of the time they don't even contact you. If they ain't got nothing for you, they just ain't even hollering at We're not calling you. Like we're not calling you. They're not, they're not, they're not, they're not <laughs> saying anything to you. They just they want to keep you pushing. Yeah. Exactly. So you know what I mean? As a and matter of fact, we 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 we're actually mad that you sent the tape. Especially if you're not good. Yeah, I mean, right. well, you know, I, ah, man, I just like I think there's so much that's become, wrong with the with, yeah, with the yeah, with the like, situation. Yeah, it's just a it's just a bad bad scenario. It's just bad. It's like a whole yeah, bad. It's like a bad dream. Wrong, like you yeah. said, exactly. Like it's, it's not, not well it's thought not out. Well thought out. It's not well planned. It's like you know. Something is missing. Like something is missing. Where you saying, well, let me. You sending tapes of, of JV games, and it's like uh, they don't want to see that. They want to see you playing against Boston talent and seeing what you can do against the their talent. And then, and then here's the thing, though, right? You know, for all you parents, you know, that's listening, you have kids or nephews or whoever or friends that that you know is is, is kind of in this boat or not in this boat, but. When you a lot of kids want to make that jump, first of all, prep school, you don't need prep school to be seen. Okay, so let me just nope, dispel that don't. whole thing. So that's I think that's the thing where we, we, we're going wrong. You don't need prep school to make yourself visible. The, 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 the point is that if you're on JV, <laughs> you got the summer to get better, get better, improve, work on your game. That's what you need to be doing because – you know, boys, it's a little bit different, you know, and I'm speaking from experience in terms of as far as the female side. Girls, it's a little bit, unless you just suck, 
you're going to be on JV for, like, your whole high school career. You, you just have mm-hmm. to be terrible. You know, girls is a bit different. So, you know, if you're at least halfway decent, they'll move you. You know, it may be two years or something like that, but you'll you'll kind of get there. Boys are a little bit different. You know, I've, I've, I went to school with, with cats who can ball, and because the varsity had some players, they were maybe on JV for maybe two years, you know, but they was balling. And in the summer, they playing against the varsity kids, and, you know, stuff like that. So for boys, you got to be extra good. So if you're not on the, on the varsity playing at that level and you're trying to make the jump to go to prep school, who's looking at you? They don't have time for exactly. that. They ain't got so, no time for that. It's it's you you don't have, you don't need prep school to be seen. You just gotta get better, and I think that's what people you you, you know I, I think parents you know stop allowing your kids and you and you as well parents don't listen to what other parents are saying. Your child and their situation is completely different than yours. Pay attention to what your kid is doing. He needs to get better. He needs to improve. So work on that. Don't worry about, oh, his friend, he's going to this prep school and he's looking at this this private school. It, it's not going to serve his purpose because you keep, you keep chasing your friends, chasing the friends. And you know what's going to happen at the end of the day when it's time for college time, the friend is going to be the one that gets that scholarship somewhere and y'all going to be left holding a bag because y'all, you know, you make, you're making bad decisions because it's not, it's not well thought out. So we got to get a plan together, well. people. Yes, sir. Let me ask you a question. What if you got a kid that's playing on varsity? Like, give you an example of the school that I've been talking to you about. But this, the, I'm talking to you about the boys team now, not the girls. And there's a mm-hmm. kid on there that's been playing on varsity for a year and a half, and he's a sophomore. But I think he's going to make sure he's going to go to a, a, a private school and reclass. But my question is, what if he's 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 okay, but he still he, he can't he can't hit a consistent jump shot. And he makes too many turnovers, but he's gonna to go to this private school. What's He'll probably get ate up. He might get ate up. Right. <laughs> but see, the thing about it is that people, you know, I, I swear, I, I don't know if it's just me, but you know, I doubt it. It's like people seem to have lost the the the, the mindset of I just need to get better and I need to work on my game, work on my craft. It's like people think, oh, nah. I, I'm not. I don't like it here, so I need to go to prep school, or I need to go to private school because I'm gonna, I'm gonna be able to do this, this, this. If you can't do that there, how are you gonna do it there? That's. Right. I mean, that's what I don't get. I don't understand that. So it's like the first rule of thumb. The first rule of thumb is yo. What do I need to work on to get better? I know I ain't got no right. jumper. So let me. Like I don't. I just don't get it. Like. Rob, I, help me out. I mean, I, I, I mean, I mean, my thing, my thing is that when we was coming up, see, prep school was for the kids who couldn't get seven hundred on the SAT to get into the in, in the ball. Are you sure? Absolutely. So they, had, so, so, so they had to go to prep school to play a year so they could get into college. Then people started sending their kids, and the years kept going by. People started going and sending their kids from eleventh grade to prep school to get them yep. to get so they could get looked at. Really, and now uh-huh. it's getting worse. People are starting now. They're trying to flood all the prep schools, you know. And now, like for your situation, Jamal, with a kid, he's a he's a sophomore. He's playing varsity. He needs to work on his game. But also, 
is he getting a scholarship to go to his private school, or his parents got to pay for this? That matters too. So, according to according to my knowledge, uh, Rob, mm-hmm. it's something that it's this this one. Okay, I got this particular house, this particular school. I got up team up team buddies and stuff over there. A, a homeboy of mine is on the coaching staff, so he's going to be giving me all the information about what's going on with these kids and whatnot. And he basically told the father of this young of this young kid, as a freshman, he needed to reclass or or take him somewhere else. Because the thing about it is, with this particular school, they're always it's a it's a it's a it's a public high school. But the name of the school is West Seven Prep. The 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 beginning of it was supposed to be a preparatory school, but after a while, mm. it turned into like a regular school. You see what I'm saying? So. Yeah. It has, it has open enrollment, but it's not a private school, prep school, so to say. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So their basketball okay. team, the boys' basketball team, is, is year in and year out loaded. So he told he told the father of this particular young guy that in his freshman year that you he he, he think he might need to reclass. But the thing about it is, wherever he goes, I feel for him because I mean he has talent, but he can't hit the jump shot consistently. He turns the ball over too much. He's always trying to do and one shit. You see what I'm saying? It's the goal. I mean, he it's the learned. goal to go. So it's the goal. I mean, to cut you off, it's the goal to what? He's trying to go Division One. I, I guess. I, I guess if, if, if you go, I mean, that's the only thing I'm thinking of. I mean, you can't, thing, even get, you can't even get to do. You can't. If you can't do that, it don't even make no sense to go to private school or prep school. Right. You, That's you, right. Because they, they, they're just going to be on their bench. Because that right. right. schools are still looking for that looking for the best. Still looking for top and top, top talent, quality players. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're looking for top yeah. talent, regardless. Right. So if you go there, if you're not even on a scholarship, and you go there, your parents are wasting money because right. Kids, right. You know what I mean? You know, you got to be on a scholarship, and if you're going to be on a scholarship, believe me, that means that they feel that you are extraordinary nice enough for them to bite that tuition mm-hmm. that they're getting yep. for you to come in. So right. you, you got to have your kids got to be intact for them to play that. So at the right. end of the day, if you're going, if you know, what I'm saying if you're sending your kids to prep school and these type of things, they got to be nice because they always want the best kids. And if your kid right. happens, he just want to be wasting away, sitting on the bench. And they're gonna do it. They're gonna pull a Rick Pitino on them. Yo, we ain't got yep. no spots for you, so we think you need to go back to another. We need to go somewhere else because we need yep. your spots. And that's just how it works. It's a it's a cutthroat right. business now. Every time yeah. you yeah. can belong in prep school and private school, nah, you can stay right there if you're nice. And this is what me and me and my they man C say all the time. They gonna find you regardless. They gonna find they you. They gonna yeah. find you if your if your school is two and thirty. But you're the nicest person on there dropping 30 a game. Schools is looking at you because you can score, you can play. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're going to find you. They're going to find you. Thing. So, you know what I mean? Hey, let me ask you this, thing, you know. Go ahead. Uh, let me hear your opinion first. So, so, tell me your opinion before I ask a question. Go ahead. My opinion on the situation is when when my homeboy first told me that um, – that he told his, that he told the dude daddy to go ahead and reclass him. The first thought that jumped in my mind was reclass him for what? What is he gonna do? Exactly. What is, where right. is he gonna exactly. go? Where where is he is he gonna go? He's not even doing that consistently. Like I said, I, I I love the kid, I know the kid. Like I said, he has talent. He just needs to keep working. But my thing is they're 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 putting him on the pedestal to where he's gonna he's gonna fail. 
Because you're not all, on the private school level the way they're trying to do it. It's always the parents. But it's the parents. That's, that's what I'm saying. This is that, that thing that parents do where it's like, listen, understand where your kid is. It's nothing wrong with Division Two. It's nothing wrong right. with Division Three. Everybody can't play Division One for whatever the reason, the circumstances, things happen. It's nothing wrong with that. But right. when people are trying to fit, it's like trying to fit, you know, um, a round peg in a square hole. Like it, it's just, it don't make sense. You know, it's like, right. okay, listen, I need to, I need to do this and, and become the best kind of player that I can become. You gonna get looks. And I, I, you know, I remember when I was in when I was in high school and I was playing AAU ball. You know, I was worried because my high school team had a history of not being good. You know, and and the boys were good, but the girls was like, eh. So I was like, oh man, our last championship county title was in '78, and I was right. like, oh man, ain't nobody coming. Ain't nobody coming here. But what I quickly found out was. Oh, when I started balling, oh, they was coming. They was coming. Yeah. We was winning, and they were coming. And next thing you right. know, you got coaches sitting up in the stands watching, and I was like, oh, shoot. Because exactly. I was like, hey, coaches was like, hey, you should transfer here. You should transfer to Christ the King. You should do that. And as a young kid, you know, for me, I was like, hmm. But for me, it was a little bit different. You know, for him, for, for that situation, it don't make sense. But, you know, for me, it was like, huh. But then once we started winning, and then you you know you hit the playoffs, we knocking teams off. Oh, you hit the county title, and then it's like, oh hey yeah, you got coaches sitting there watching you, so they gonna come mm-hmm. and they gonna find you, and no matter no what you know. And, and but you gotta believe it, and people just you know everybody wants the right now. I want to play Division One ball. Why? Because it sounds good. Right. Yeah. You know. Of it, 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 you know. You know that's the, that, that, that's that's been the draw since when we were, when I was in school. You know, but it's like, like it's old. That, that's, but that's like, like you know. But that's the thing. But that's the thing, though. Somebody, it has to be. You have to understand every level to the game. You can play D one, exactly. D two, D three. Right. You know, man. You can play NIA, whatever it is. But the, you know, if you're nice, they're gonna find you. They believe that's they're it. gonna find you. They're gonna find you. It don't matter where you at. I played dudes in D three. They 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 got they still got tryouts. They was getting called yep. to D League. They they was getting called for international goals of seeds. It don't matter. They're gonna find you. If you can put the ball in the basket, play some defense, they're gonna find you. So when when you're trying to put your kid from a, a public school and to move to a prep school to play sports, mm-hmm. that kid gotta be like he gotta be a phenom. Basically, yep. You know, about it. A, you ain't a phenom. You know, it's a waste of time. Just like you said, get better, get better. Let me ask you a question, you Jamal. Let me ask you a question about him. Does when okay. you say he doesn't have a consistent shot, or you know, jump shot, or you know, it's just various a couple of things that he needs to work on. Does he actually work on those things? Because a lot of a lot of kids. You know, we can evaluate them and say what they need to work on, but then they still don't work on them. They 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 have trainers and they're in great shape, but they don't practice shooting. They don't practice dribbling. They don't practice running and shooting or shooting on the move. Like they don't do none of that. But but because they're playing in the AAU environment where they're playing in all these tournaments, 
you know, they, they think they're getting better, but when you're actually getting worse because you're not working on your game. Right. And there's not nothing wrong with fundamental stuff. Right. Yeah. There's yeah, nothing yeah. wrong yeah. with playing on a traveling team. There's really nothing wrong with that. If you're one of the kids who are working on your game and you're going to travel, you know what I'm saying, and you're right. doing your schoolwork, you got to be well-rounded because if your goal is to go to college, Right. To play ball, you gotta have grades, you gotta be a, a decent test taker, and you gotta work on your game, and you need to be in a position to be seen. Now, if you're good, they're gonna see you. Point blank, right. period. I don't give a damn where uh-huh. you are. You know, you could be right. in West Bubble Hell. It don't matter. You right. know, as long as you can put the ball in the hoop, like Rob said. Because I don't do I, I look at college ball. I look at college ball for a long time. And, you know, it goes up and down, up and down. Okay, so, but if you can shoot, oh, okay, I'm going to use Buddy Hill as an example. He's a kid. He's a senior. He he was told he was going to be a second-round pick if he came out last year. He stayed. He obviously worked on his game some more. I mean, you don't go yeah. from a 12-point scorer to a 25-point scorer unless you're doing you something. Exactly. you got to put in the work. And this right. and Shariah, the story you told me, you know, because I sat here and I'm listening to it, and we all have these emotions, uh, you know, about it because it's a sad story because, you know, people are disillusioned with the prep school myth. Like you think that, oh, I need to take my kid out of this situation here and put him in a prep school, when in reality, if they're, I'm talking about academically, if they're not prepared in a public school or Catholic school setting, when you put them in a prep school setting, they're not academically prepared. They're not academically prepared, period. And then you put them in an environment of isolation because, again, where we live, we're in the United States, people, so we live in segregated populations. Prep schools are still predominantly white. So here you are, you take your kids, you take your black kid who, you know, you may have bu- you know, have a bubble around him, may have sheltered him. You're throwing him directly into the fire of, you know, racism. Like straightforward, yep. like a very good movie for people out there is Finding Forrester. Oh. That is an excellent oh. movie for well, you to see what, from the perspective. That's, like, that's one of my favorite movies, Finding Forrester. And I'm not going to tell the movie, but I'm going to tell you like this. When you're in that situation, when you're a black kid, one of the few that's in there, that's in the prep school, okay, and you got to make a choice whether you're going to roll with the school and take the handout or you're going to stand up for your principles, he stood up for his principles. You know, the basketball, you know, winning for y'all ain't that important. Ain't more important than me learning what I need to know. And that's the lesson that I took from that movie. And that movie came out way after I was out of uh, college. But it's a yeah. that's a good movie for a kid who's that's being thrust. It's a great thrust. movie. It's a well, great movie for anybody that's been movie. thrust into the private school, the prep school setting. Reclassifying. I'm going to tell you something about reclassifying. Reclassifying is a joke. Because yeah. if you, if what you're doing is you're, you're you're leaving yourself back, okay? So you leave yourself right. back. You repeat your <laughs> right. grade. Now, the kids who whose grade it is, if they're good and you're meeting up with them, 
and you don't do well against them, then you reclassify yourself again. By the time you get to college, when you're 20 years old, and these kids are 18, they're still better than you. So you're uh-huh. and, we, and you're not. First of all, if you're reclassifying one, two, three times, more than likely you're not going to end up at a Division One school anyway because you're academically challenged. You're you're saying you're academically challenged by reclassifying. And a good prep yeah, school, because there are a few, there are a few prep schools that really do want you to be able to do the work because it's rigorous. So and you're going to be traveling. I went to games at, at recruiting for college where, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Finley Prep. You know, I was going to games like that. You know who I was looking for? The kid at the end of the bench who wasn't getting no damn run. He didn't get off mm-hmm. the bench in three days. But he had the audacity to tell me and other Division three coaches at the time that, well, he was waiting on a D1. You keep waiting <laughs> on a Division one. Okay, you know where that kid ended up? The kid ended up in a junior college. Do you know yep. that coming back around, I saw that kid on another team in Division Three. He saw me on the opposite bench after the game. He said, Coach, I should have listened. I said, listen, man, you made your decision. You live with it. Get your degree. Because you're not a ball player. I didn't have to right. tell him that he wasn't a ball player. I know ball players. I know right. dudes that they don't give a damn what they got to do to stay eligible they will stay eligible, you know, without going the route of cheating. Like, they will bust their brains. Like, y'all at least got to learn to work. You can't hang around dummies and expect to be, um, expect to learn something. Because when basketball mm-hmm. starts, it's not all fun and games. It's, it's, a lot of, uh, it's a lot of structural work in there. There is practice that you have to put in time. And to beat out a person who is already ahead of you, you got to bust their ass in practice. The only way you can do that, you got to know the damn plays. And once you know the plays, you got to be able to execute to the point where the coach is like, hey, I got to give this kid minutes. But if you just did, you know, you reclassified two and three times. If you was a great player, like Rob gave the example, if you're a phenom and you reclassify two and three times, okay, they know you're good. So yeah. they're gonna, they're gonna, you're going to start, they're going to play you, all of that. Now it's just a matter of can your ass stay eligible? You know, yeah, can we it. keep this kid eligible? But that, but those are the kids that that's the that's upper rare. echelon. That's rare. That's rare. rare. The kids that we talking about, rare. you on JV, and you talking about going to a prep school that they don't even want you. They waitlisting you. And all right, let's say you are on JV in your school. Dominate there. Damn, exactly. I mean, please do that. I mean, it doesn't matter whether you go Division One, Two, or Three. Before I played a, my first college game on a varsity level, I already had an offer to go overseas just because of what I did on college JV. Rob was a teammate. I mean, we played against – when I say – back then, when you played JV, it wasn't like you, you played uh, junior colleges – you played Division One JVs. Like, it was mm-hmm. competitive. I mean, I don't, you know, I might age myself, but there was a like, Trenton State, they had a dude, uh, Greg Grant. Like, he ended up playing for the Phoenix Suns. Like, we played against that dude. You I know, that, that dude, dude was good. Yeah, that dude was good. You know, yeah. I'll tell you another story. There was a team, I swear to God, that I'll remember this team for the rest of my life because I got triple team. I couldn't see the ball. 
I scored nine points. That was the hardest nine points I worked for in my entire life. And these dudes was officials. Like, you know, you ever have a, you might not have a, you might have a nightmare about basketball where everything you shoot, it just can't go in. So you got dudes flying over your head, blocking shots. I, I don't know where they got these kids from, but this school, Elizabeth Seton, that was a hell ah. of a program. Oh my Ooh. God! I'm gonna tell you something, Elizabeth Seton. Oh, okay. From from back in the '90s, I'm talking about this is 1989. Wow. Elizabeth Seton, whoever put that program together, them dudes, that was a bunch of Division One dudes. Uh, quality, you know, I'm talking about the talent. They just wasn't academically eligible. So right. we played against them in a tournament. I'm talking about they smoked us. We lost by 50. You hear me? I'm talking about, and we had a good team. Hey, Jamal, yeah. we yeah. lost by 50. I'm talking about, you're talking about a UNLV-type press. Like, these are some type of athletes. And, you know, we pretty yeah. good. You know, we, we got our cocky, arrogant stuff with us. Yeah, we good. Who's these dudes? You know, they they bouncing. Right. You know, they got the they got everything above the rim. Like, damn, these kids are all right. These grown yeah. men. They threw that yeah. press on. Man, we barely got the ball over half court, man, in the, in the first 10 minutes. I mean, they was everywhere. It was a small court, too. They was just everywhere. So any basket you scored, anybody that yeah. scored in that game, they left that game knowing, yo, I got skills. Now, I'm nice because right. you weren't supposed to score that game. Them dudes are trying to shut us out. Like, wow. like that because it was a tournament. <laughs> they try to, yo, yo, Jamal, they trying to shut us out, dog. We yeah. lost by 50. Don't get me wrong. We lost. We lost like 90 something to 40 something. We earned them 40 something yeah. points. So yeah. when I, I say this, I say all that to say this. She laughing because he remember that game now. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. The very next day, yeah. <laughs> because of that, because of that game, that game, and we was we practiced. We had a very good uh, JV coach, uh, Charlie Powell. You know. Uh, God bless her. He was with us. He, I mean, he's he's alive. But I'm saying he coached us. He put us against yeah. the top competition. So the very right. next day, we played some other preps. We played a, not a prep school, another um, like a private college. They got athletes too. But you know what? Because of who we played the day before, we was like, yo, we ain't getting blown out. It ain't going down like that. So they they, they made us step up. So they 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 made us step up. They made us step up our game. That game, they, they watched the they watched the game before, but we was getting pressed. We was busting their ass. No, so we was busting their ass. No, this this we was so mad. We were so mad because because of the game before. They thought that we was weak because the other team had really blitzed us. That team was that right. good. So these dudes got right. on the court and thought they was gonna do us like that. And you know, Jamal, like they was playing us man to man. I had fifty that game. Like, like, yo, so the dudes who was pressing the game before, because like, they was in the stands watching us, they came down and said, yeah, we knew about y'all. And we knew. They, like, they gave me that. Like, yo, we wasn't going to let you score like that on us. Nah. See, they ain't know no better. They was arrogant. And we were right. We lost the game. My man, my man, Rich Hill, he's point guard. He came down. He tried to Allen Iverson in the cat. It ain't work. You know, right. he stripped him. You know, because we could have won the game because we was up. Right. All we had to do was run right. out the clock. He tried to cross right. him. He got stripped. Dude came down. My man, Jeroy, tried to um, challenge the, 
like it was a layup. He, he was going for the win. He tried to challenge the shot. Dude took off and did a um a one eighty. Took off from the um in, right inside the foul line. I swear, <laughs> and dunked it backwards on him at the buzzer. Boom! I said, wow, these dudes was that good, you know. But when you take it up to another notch, you don't know yeah. how you're playing. So I I said that example to say, you got to work on your game because. The kids you're playing against, you don't know the heart level that they're at. You don't know the skill level that they're at. You can make somebody else better just by you playing harder. But you got to work on right. your game. And I say, and I know it's a crazy story, because, and we can laugh, but I swear, I've never seen nobody take off like that to win the game. Like, we lost on a buzzer-beater dunk, okay? The dude, <laughs> and he couldn't take no shots. He took right. off from inside the foul line. Right inside the foul line, flew backwards, and my man jumped and missed it. He dunked on him, and the buzzer sounded. And it was like, like wow, you know. But <laughs> yep, that's exactly how it went. Wow. Buzzer went, and and and, 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 and you, you learn a, you learn a lesson. I mean, that's just what it is. Life lesson. That was a life lesson. That weekend, that weekend was a life lesson. That's what I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, dudes is nice everywhere, man. It don't matter. There's basketball players everywhere, man. We say that today. Work on your game, man. Like, you got to work on your game. And don't believe it. Don't sleep. People are watching you. If you're good or if you got work ethic, you'd be surprised how the word spreads in the basketball community. The basketball community is not that big, okay? If you're good, Jamal, they're going to know about you. If you bad, no, they just gonna blow you off. They gonna they like, oh right. no, nah, that dude ain't that good. You know he talk a lot. Right. So you know you mm-hmm. guys, someday you're gonna have good days, you're gonna have bad days. But if you never work on your game, you're not gonna be good in basketball right. as a player. That's, that's a, like, but you could that's, that's you a, could learn the game to be a coach. That's what's wrong. But see, I can't blame the kids because the kid as a 14, 15 year old, I'm gonna think that I'm doing the thing that's best for me, but. You need somebody to lean on. You need a parent. You know, but if the parent don't understand the situation, if the parent don't understand the business and how it goes, a lot of kids are gonna get misled, and oh, it's a okay. sad situation. You know, they are. I'm not. I'm not even. I'm not angry or anything. I, I was hurt, man. Listening to that story, that story was hurtful. So when you say, yeah, I know, yeah, we we chime in, and you know, we. You know, at least me. You know, I get angry sometimes about, you know, things related to race and stuff like that. But that was just sad, man. That was a sad story. Like, you touched my heartstrings on that because this is a kid that thinks that if he leaves his school as a, on the JV team, that he goes to another situation that's going to get better. No, the only thing that's going to happen is your parents are going to spend money that they don't have to when all you really mm-hmm. got to do is utilize the facilities that are in your area already Work on your game, get better. play hard, get better. Get better. That's yeah. all you get got. Because we, we, from, from, from what I'm visualizing, from what you're saying, he's not a bad kid, right? It's not like he can't play. He just needs to work on right. his game and get his parents out of his ear to think that he's better than what he is because his basketball is stages. It's too much entitlement. In this business, it's too much oh, um, spoiling going down. Yeah. AAU it's is terrible, man. It's another yeah, terrible. Kid, um, man, you got so many the kids like that. It's another kid. Right, exactly. Yeah, so many kids like that though. Oh man, that was going to a high school down here in Greenboro, right? 
he went to Montverde, transferred out, out of Page High School in Greenboro, the same school where Danny Manning, Danny Manning went to high school before he moved to Kansas. Uh, mm-hmm. In his sophomore year, he transferred to Montverde Academy down in Florida. He couldn't mm-hmm. even get off the bench. So in the middle of the school year, he comes back to the school he transferred from. He comes back to the school he transferred from. No, his father said, well, now you ain't going to play basketball. Then he transferred to another private school in Hopkins. Right. So so he went to four four schools in in two years? Well, well, technically speaking, he went to the same school. He went to one school twice because the school he transferred from, he came back. He came back to that school at the end of that year. Then ended up going to another school. So he's supposed okay. to be going to Boston College, but he he ain't Boston College material. But you, you, well, see, you, I, uh, I that's that's the other thing. You kids you will tell you, uh, Boston they, College, they, they'll boy. tell you, yeah, you need grades anyway. Boston College. We, we, me and Rob, we got history up there. You know, you but need <laughs> you need grades. And this is the flip right. side. Um, this is see, this is one of the main reasons why this this topic is kind of recurring and. You know, Soraya is. You know, this is what she does. You know, you know, SMC Sports sure. Consultant. It's not. I was just about to say not, that. You know, it's not just about. I'm being honest because you know, I'm on the. When I say I'm on the outside looking in, you know, as a parent, you know, I would look at Soraya's company and go, "Damn, you know, you do all of that. You would really care about my child that much to try to guide me like a guidance counselor. Don't don't sleep in these high schools. These guidance counselors got." Two or three hundred kids that they, you know, trying mm-hmm. to navigate and you know take them through the college admissions process. First of all, college ain't for everybody, but that's if that's where you want to be, I, 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 and I firmly believe that. You know, when my kids get of age, because I have two, you know, I am going to, um, and me and Shariah, we go back. I'm going to pay Shariah, and she is going to uh, do some work. You know, for well, them, like you know, to find a good man, situation, regardless, regardless man. of basketball. Like my, I don't know what my kids are going to be good in as far as sports. Yeah, like, I know that they're competitive. Right, they're competitive. Right. I know that, so they're going to be good at right. something. So she, I'm <laughs> going to go to SMC Sports Consulting, Why and we're going to make something happen because you know that you need nope. as a parent, you got to step back, be the parent. And the agent and, and the coach. Exactly. You yeah. can't be exactly. all of that and be clear-headed. Yeah. I mean, like, yo, yeah, listen. Right, right now, at, at, at 12 years old, no, your kid is not ready for the travel team. Not this year, but right. in two years, they could be ready. Because I know me. Right. I know me. Perfectly, you know, I'm my own example from high school. My last two years. This is what I'm trying to say, Jamal. I played freshman ball in high school, JV ball in high school. My junior and senior year, I didn't even play high school basketball. I played AAU basketball and worked. Went to school, played AAU basketball, worked. Mm -hmm. I had more competitive competition on the AAU circuit than I would have got in a high school season. Was I arrogant on some level? Yeah, because I said, you know what, I don't want to play with those guys. I don't think that they was going to do that well. And the coaches stunk. They they were they were very, uh, you gotta pay dues, coaches. I'm a if yep. I'm a if I'm a junior, you're not playing over the senior. I mean, unless you're extremely uh, unless you're talented, 
You got to be a phenom. You know, you got to be Mark Jackson. You got to be Kenny Anderson. You know, if if they they didn't see you as one of them, you got to sit behind the senior who's been sitting for three years. No, I'm not sitting behind nobody. So I'm better than. I'm not sitting behind nobody that I'm better than. So I play AAU basketball. I enter college. Okay, enter college. I went to HBCU first. Went down there. Didn't like the situation. Say, coach, I tell me the same thing. Oh, well, you a freshman? Uh, I, I can't, I, I can't start you over this guy that's been here for three years. I said, and I'm, I'm talking about busting him down for two weeks. I'm like, I'm not sitting behind him just because he's a junior. You know, that, that's confidence. But if you busting somebody ass, you busting their ass. And that's well, what I say about black, about the black situation, the HBCU. Some of them are stuck. Well, back then they were stuck in a time warp, like. You know, he he been here for three years. He ain't getting no time. What that got to do with me? You want to win or you don't? Right. Like, do you want to win or you where, don't? Where were you at? Where were you I at? Norfolk. Where was my oh, okay. I went to Norfolk okay. State. So when okay. I went to Norfolk State, it was a guy that had just graduated, and, and uh, Ralph Talley. You know, he was the mm-hmm. All-American. I was talking about Larry Johnson, Ralph Talley. Like, like the class of 87 was tough, you know. Just in terms of, yeah. you know, what was floating around out there. And, right. and Ralph Talley, he put up numbers. Uh, and maybe people don't even know who that is, but I do. Nah, they don't know because who that is. They don't know who that is, yeah. exactly. But they, they, and they ain't going to know who that is. But if anybody that's affiliated with Norfolk State University that knows the history right. of the basketball program, they know who Ralph Talley is. There's another dude that not, people that may not know. Bro, your boy, he was putting up numbers when he got out of uh, Norfolk State too, right? All these dudes, man, you know, there's talent everywhere, man. It's yep. just that you, you got to know what you want for your kids. You got to know how, what to do. If you don't know what to do, then you got to find somebody who do. You know, a lot of right. parents exactly. take it upon themselves to listen. They listen to the AAU coaches. Some of them don't know what to do. They just trying to facilitate to get them a deal. They're using your They're kid trying to get a, a deal. They're just They're using your kid as a pawn. You know what I mean? So, I mean, like, I think that was, I, I'm, still, I'm still trying to wrap that around my head that the man told him to reclassify. I'm like, man, I ain't reclassifying to nobody. I ain't doing that. Mm-hmm. That's just crazy. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it That's is, just crazy. I'm just, I'm just trying crazy. to give you a, a good example, Jamal, because I, I like, there was it was a three year period, you know, like I met Rob on J V after my freshman my freshman year playing J V basketball in college, highly competitive, and it was that summer that, you know, I got an offer to go uh go go to uh Italy. Go to Greece. Right. You know, right. and I hadn't even played a varsity college game yet. So, yo, it's out there. People can make it, but you got to work on your game. You also need good people in your corner. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you you build relationships over time. Because of the bond that some of us had, like, you know, me and Rob had a bond, my other teammate that I got to know because I used to go to his games, Tina Harmon, like, we had bonds, man. So you want to play with dudes. And it ain't even about mm-hmm. Division One. Like, I was still getting recruited while I was in John Jay, and I didn't even care. I wanted to play on my people because that's where the friendship comes in. 
the loyalty, the love. Like, yo, you don't want to go to another school, another situation. This is where I want to be. Let's try to make this work. And if it don't work, it don't work. But it's a lifetime of memories that you take with you as you move Mm -hmm. on and you can teach lessons. That's what college is about. It ain't about, oh, I'm going to go sit on a bench. Like, yeah, I could have left John Jay go sit on a bench. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, see, yeah. I could have sat on a bench at at George Washington. Well, actually, I wasn't going to sit on the bench, but, you know, I could have played there. There's another guy. He died. You know, this is Ginkadare. You know, that was the selling point. Oh, you know, you got to send him. I remember him. I remember him. Yeah, like, you know, that was the selling point. Yeah, that was the Well, you could come play with him and. And they had another little guard who was uh, who was coming in uh, when I was going to be leaving. I think Shante Rogers, little dude, yeah, yeah Shante oh, Rogers, right, right. yeah, I remember Shante yeah, okay, Rogers. Okay. So we was yeah. going to be like a, a dynamic little, you know, backcourt, I guess, because he's well, he's shorter than me. I'm five nine and three quarters, barefoot, so he's shorter than me. But Jamal, we said all that to say that it don't matter what level you play. And if you reclassify yourself, all you're really doing is saying that you're not good enough at the level that you are. You got to leave yourself back. I know kids that are getting left back in the third and fourth grade, leaving for what? What are you reclassifying your kid at nine years old, leaving them back two or three times? Why? Just work on their game. They're thinking that that they're going to dominate these younger dudes so their kid is older. And that's what a lot of these parents do. They're like, oh, okay, well, my son, my son is 13. I'm going to have him play with the 11-year-olds. Okay. Your son is and then when the 11-year-olds are killing them, then what? Then what? Then what? Exactly. Then yep. what? Now you, now you look stupid because now your son is 13 playing with 11 and 12-year-olds getting But nah, no, no, Rob, it's, it's the coach's fault. It's the coach's fault. Oh, he don't know how to play him. I heard it every – you hey, know, hey, the hey. coach's summer ball, cool. you hear every – Excuse, excuse imaginable. Cool. Uh-huh. And that's yeah. exactly what's going on with this young, with this young man I'm talking about because, like, the the, the daddy, well, see, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, from what I've seen, knowing how Winston Seven Prep is, and my homeboy told him, told the daddy to, tell, to, to reclassify him, he should have never went to Winston Seven Prep in the get-go. He should have went hmm. to whatever school that his district was in instead of going to Winston Seven hmm. Prep. You see what I'm saying? Oh, that was, that's another part okay. of it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. With some prep, year in and year out, let's go have a basketball team because that's just the reputation they have now here. They've been in school for 11 years. In 11 years, they've, they they got four state championships and been in state championship about seven times. So, I mean, they have a reputation. So, they go, they got guys willing to come, they're willing to, they're, they're wanting to go there, period. You see what I'm saying? But the thing about, the thing about with this situation is, with what Prep already has, it's already it's three guards on the team. All of them, is either, they're either freshmen or sophomore. He ain't up as a sophomore. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like he's going to come in there and take over anyway because you, right. you already got three mm-hmm. or four other got people uh, in front kids. of you. Right. Yep. You see what I'm saying? So the daddy should have thought about that in the, to, to See, well, people don't think. People like it's nah. you know the parents they just they don't think like you. That goes into it. You don't just go okay. Like, he can go play here. You you know it's right. a lot of thought that that comes <laughs> of it. You gotta think about the situation as a whole, man. You know parents right. listen. Oh, you know man. if you, if, you, know, if you confuse, give me a call. We got four minutes. We got four minutes left, man. We got four minutes. 
Yeah, we got we gonna definitely we got we're gonna pick this up uh again on the next episode because it it's time, man. We talk about a lot of different situations, but you know, now that March Madness is winding down and the kids have seen the dream and you hear one shining moment and you know, you think that you're gonna be uh-huh. there and Yo, listen, man. Is the dream could be a nightmare, real fast? Yes, okay. Sir. Yes, sir. I'm just, you know, I'm just. It, it is what it is, you know. So, I, we definitely gonna come back to this next, you know, on the next episode. I mean, because Shariah, man, like, if at any time that that your your business was needed, yo, it's right now. It's now, right now, right it now, is right now. now. For real, exactly. right now, right now, right because right now. It, it's it's yep. tough out here, man. I, AAU, man, like, this is my, you know, I, this is just how I feel. I'm angry at them. I'm angry at the system. <laughs> that's just real. That's right. That's, 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 that's real, how it real. is. That's real, man. Like I, 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 AAU is necessary. I see that they're trying to clean it up. However, there's too many people involved. That's yep. shady. That don't give a damn Hands about out, your yeah. child. They don't care about <laughs> your child. So when you realize that, and you got somebody like Shariah, Marcus Carter, Corey Groves, Rob Miller trying to help you, yo, take that advice. <laughs> it's free right now, or it seems to be free when you, you know, if you asking and I tell you something, yeah, you need more help, then that requires uh, a little more involvement. You know, are you ready for yeah. that? Because this is not this is not one of those situations where I'm going to tell you what to do and then you're going to go and do what you want to do anyway with somebody else who's trying to use you. Mm-hmm. Nah, that's not what we're doing over here. We're really trying to help the kids. Because me personally, being an older gentleman now and watching basketball, I don't like what I'm seeing. I don't I like it. The final product is not good. This is the final four. The only thing I've got forward to look forward to as a consumer is that, you know, is what it is right now. I'm going to see four damn Nike schools in the final four, and I know that they are the ones that's really getting money and exploiting these kids as human billboards. But you know what? I'll go into all of that on another episode. Anybody else have anything to say before we wrap it up? Anybody else? boy. You know, it's, we it's a, we, you know, we, we, we went in. We went in. We went in today. That's we had we, to. That's what we do here. You know, um, you're right. Your, your prep school story, we, man. That 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 touched me, man. It took me on another level. I'm gonna be up all night. No, <laughs> you gonna make a video for anybody. You know, you know anybody anybody need help? SMCSports10.com. Let's you know, email me. Call Repeat me. Repeat that. Say it again. It. Say the website. Say the website www.sctsports10.com. The number 10. Got it. Got it. That's my number. Get your kid kid right, man. Get your life right. Stop selling the fake dreams. We can help you. Facebook, SMC Sports 10. So I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. All of that. So. That's right. Man, we got to help the kids, man. Tomorrow, call back next week, week, brother. We here. We here. 10 p.m. to midnight. That's anybody out there. Jamal is a regular. He calls in. We got him. We listen. He got stories. So we going to end up in North Carolina. We going to end up in Georgia. We might even come to Pennsylvania. Or maybe not. You know, we don't know. Let's come out there to Hummus. Y'all make that damn good chicken, boy. 
I love my homage people, boy. <laughs> yes, sir. Yo, Thanks man. Thanks for calling, Jamal. Thanks for calling, hey, Jamal. No problem. No problem. Ain't nothing going hey, on. Y'all we, know y'all gonna hear from me. All right. All right we bro. out of here, man. True Hello. sports talk. Peace. What love. Yo. One Adding the choice of a crispy chicken BLT to Wendy's 4 for 4 is the biggest thing since rappers trying to sing. I got me out and I sound like a robot. But do you like the sound of this? Wendy's 4 for 4 now comes with a choice of a junior bacon cheeseburger or a crispy chicken BLT. From Detroit to Macon, I keep it crisp like bacon. Both are topped with crispy applewood smoke. Yo, Rob, I know for a fact, okay, I know you wanted to talk about this segment. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we're talking about you know, Richard Sherman, you know, making the clarification that, uh, you know, he did not write a, a particular article that was posted on the Internet. He was bringing some clarity to the situation. Mm-hmm. So in the mean, in the midst of making the clarification, he decided to speak out on, on the Black Lives Matter movement. He gave a, an example of, hey, you know, if uh, these two 35-year-old black men kill each other in the hood, you know, I don't hear anybody saying Black Lives Matter then. It's more like if – and he's not the only one that feels this way. There no, are people no, it's who whole, say – There's a whole bunch of people that say that. It's a whole – well, you know, yeah, and this is what I'm saying. There's too many people out here who feel that if if the black-on-black crime that they keep hollering about – that that's the only problem that needs to be fixed and then black people will be okay. Let's not take away the fact that 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 crime, proximity crime, happens in every every community. So it's not a black-on-black crime issue. It's not a white-on-white crime. That happens everywhere. So I'm tired of people using that and say, oh, we stop killing each other. Other, no, that is systemic issues in the community that keep us down, that we fight through every day. Murders happen in every community. So Richard Sermon tried to toe the line, and you got to take a stance. Like, you either, you know, black lives matter or all lives matter. Like, that, that's, that's to, yeah. when you say stuff like that, you really put your foot yeah. in your mouth because you're not, you're not taking into consideration the sociological aspect of why black people in general, we're talking about black people right now, why they're in the condition that they're in. It's not just because of crime. It's not just because of a corrupt court system. It's not just because of uh, uh, Jim Crow laws and, and, and all these various laws that's on the books and miseducation. There are a lot of things that went into play, but everybody gets stuck on crime. You sound foolish. That's all I'm going to say about that. But I know, Rod, I know you wanted to speak on it. We got 13 minutes. What is your take? Please, speak truthfully. (laughs) There's no filter. Listen, man, the world is listening. Jamal, man, and I'm going to ask you too, man, but I know Rod got, he got some stuff on his heart. I know he wanted to get it off. When I I seen the article, you know, and I read it, I was like, you know, I, I wanted to make sure I read it clear because, you know, and see what he was saying, and I did, and I and I understand what he's saying, but I wanted to get his points invalid. And if you gonna if you gonna talk, man, your points gotta be valid. You understand? And when you saying things like that, and you you taking that platform in front of the media to say, well, you know, we gotta do this and this, and you know, and all. No, no, no. The bottom line comes down to this: 
Like you just said, white people kill white people, Spanish people kill Spanish people, all cultures kill killing amongst their cultures. That's you know, people kill. That's what it. That's what mm-hmm. happens. That's what it is. So to say that, well, you know, two thirty-five-year-old black men kill each other, and you know, and no, no stories been made about that. Guess what? There was no story made about the white people that killed each other either. You know what I'm saying? So why you can why black people continually to say, and black athletes and people with prominence keep saying that you know we got to take care of the, the, the crime amongst black. Yo, crime is committed by all races, by all cultures. It's not just black people killing black people. They just highlight that more to make us look more like we savage. You understand? Exactly. Now it has exactly. nothing to do. It don't have anything to do with the fact that this is what you because you see it on the moon. This is what this happened and that happened. No, stop saying that. Stop saying that because y'all y'all sounding stupid. Y'all supposed to be educated people and you saying these, these things and you're not having no. It's not factual base. None of that. This is stuff that you hear. From the media, this is stuff that you see on TV that they pumping you. You understand? They not pumping you. Exactly. you think? I've been, I've been all over the country and you know, I for work. I've been in Louisiana. I've been all over in other places and other hoods. Let me tell you something. They got hoods where white people live in, where they're meth addicts and they over there and they murdering. They they murdering each other. You understand? It's not just in the urban city. Black kids in Chicago just shooting each other. They got they doing it everywhere. Spanish people in the Mexicans in LA, they got gang wars. They killing each other too. You understand? So when they ain't got nothing to do all this, it's about the simple fact you said it's systematic. You every day you turn on your TV, you seeing cops killing black people, killing black men, beating up black women, killing black women. That's what it's about. Stop taking the issue and making it about oh black on black crime. Black on black crime ain't no different than white on white crime. They, they, it's happening to them too, but they just not telling you about it. You know what I'm saying? And when you get up there and say shit like that, you making it seem like now you now it's like oh see you got a prominent well athlete saying that and this and that. He went to Stanford and he even looks at you people at his own people that savages are killing themselves because that's what they look at it at. You know what I'm saying? You like you separate yourself from the others. And you know you standing on this uh, with, in this on this podium and making this insane. So you know it, it, that's very troublesome. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody getting yeah. up here talking like Ali and all that and, and saying what it really needs to be said. If you ain't gonna say what it's really about, then don't say nothing. Do the Michael Jordan. Keep your mouth shut. Yeah, exactly. You gotta keep your mouth shut. And that's why and that's why Michael Bennett came out and said what he said, that the the argument is flawed because it's not about uh black people killing black people because proximity crimes take place all over the world. Over the you know, place. it's exactly. really about we talking about the, the the people who are supposed to be protecting and serving killing women, killing children. Killing uh, men, you know, some of black people being exterminated. So when you get up there and you make a stand and you take and you start talking about black on black crime and you don't put in the other issues that affect the community besides crime, then you just a slave, man. You know, this is straight up. Talk about the two. Why you ain't talking about Toby? Why you ain't talking about the lack of of school school systems in our neighborhood? And talk about that. Talk about the lack of education that we receive. Things like that. Nobody is born a criminal. Nobody is born a criminal. What happens over time, people get desperate. People are hungry. 
people don't have money, they don't they can't eat, they can't feed their families. That's when crime take place out of desperation and and um desolation. Desperation and desolation. That's what causes crime. Now, granted, killing is abnormal. Like it, everybody's not out here killing, but at the same time, murders are taking place. So that's not our only issue. That's not the only issue in the white community. There are more people on SNAP benefits from the white community than the black community. People don't understand that, but they want to say that black people are lazy. That's what you put in the media. There are more white people on public assistance That's than black saying. people. But people I mean? are still talking to me about black-on-black black crime. Like, you're an athlete. Don't get up there, take your podium. And I'm glad that Michael Bennett said something because, you know, that's his teammate. Like, just because you went to Stanford and, you you know, you, you, you went through yeah, the hood, you, you persevered. Like, we respect that, man. But, yo, you, you are educated and you're supposed to know better. Maybe if your ass would have took a different major, then you would have known better than to open up your mouth and say something. Like, you know what? I could go to Yale, too, and take liberal arts. I'm not the same as a person that went to Yale and took, uh, took law, okay? So there's a difference in the degrees. And when he say something like that, he made himself look real silly because you, you, you discrediting a movement that's talking about uh, the injustices that are taking place to black people. I'm not saying that nobody else isn't dying. I'm not saying that white people don't get killed by cops. Y'all not being targeted. That's the difference. You don't have crack dropped in your hood that have a residual effect of 30 years. You know, you, you don't have miseducation in your schools where you got 20-year-old textbooks. You ain't going through that. No and this is no excuse. I'm not you saying it's an excuse to kill people. It's not. But you got to look at all of the factors that take that place, place that, that make, make people, people do desperate things. That's right. And for Richard Sherman to get up there, shame on you, man, because you are educated, and that's why Michael Bennett checked him on his team, you know, on his team. And I'm, and I always end up getting into. I stopped doing it recently. Yo, if you are one of those people, oh, we stop killing each other, you know, man, shut up. Nobody's trying to hear that no more. I'm not debating with you no more. You're ignorant. You're ignorant, and and we can. I hear that no more. I could disagree with people all the time. I don't care. But, yo, see the big picture. Like, you got to see the big picture. Oh, you can't say, okay, so we, we take away crime. Everything is over. Everything is over. Right, and we yeah. do that. Everything is over. All our problems go away. Unemployment yeah. goes away. All right? But what? The, uh, do, does um, miseducation go away? Does systemic racism go away? I told you, man. I was a white man right. online, you know. I applied for jobs as a white man. I got mad hits in my email. You would think that's an accident? Like, there are <laughs> white Cordells out there. I found that out, too, when I did a couple of internet searches. Like, wow, okay, they got white Corys. I didn't know that until I really looked. I'm like, yeah, I got a white man. <laughs> I got a one of them there. Yeah. Shoot, I got a lot of internet hits on my resume on Monster.com. Right. I don't want right. that job. But it's just all about research at this point. But you start right. seeing stuff for what it is. So you can't take one issue and try to latch on to that. And I know he got paid. I, I keep trying to tell people, please make the connection. When you say a slave, a $40 million slave, you're working for somebody that got a big check. You're getting money. Yo, you're going to keep your mouth shut. You're not going to be out there 
making them type of statements because What's you are name? Toby. Say it, Toby. You know what I'm saying? You got Talk to that, That's what it is, Cole. Yeah. Uh, nah, hey, yeah, hey, I agree with everything with what y'all are saying. And, and it goes back to the issue that I brought up the past few weeks on the show. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. we as a people, I hear it like I got a couple homeboys and I hear people all the time around here in my hometown. They sit there talking about, well, okay, like a black person getting in trouble, right? And they'll sit there and say, well, and see, that's why they look at us a certain way. I'm like, what you mean look at us a certain way? It ain't no different than what, than what a white man going to the store, robbing the store. It ain't no difference. But because they sit up there and show this on TV or show this in movies or wherever it is you get this from, you automatically get this idea that because we do something wrong, that all of a sudden they're going to look at us a different way. No. It's the same thing across the board. You see what I'm saying? But because you've been brainwashed, whether you want to sit here in a minute or not, and it goes back, it goes back to our schools too. Like, like I said, the issues I brought up the past, uh, the past couple weeks on the show about our schools, certain schools here in my hometown and abroad across the country. Actually, you know what I'm saying? Okay, you go, you go list, you go bring out these grades of these schools, right? And the black schools are are are, are below the white schools. But why is that? Why is that? It's because okay, you got you got black teachers that are sit there and say, "Well, I'm not gonna go over there and teach because they ain't paying me enough." Oh, so you got to get a bigger check to go teach your own people. But you gonna sit up there and talk junk about these kids when they get in trouble. But you ain't gonna do nothing. You ain't gonna do nothing to help them out. You see what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah. Hey. Hey. You know what? Hey. Hey. This is why. This is why. You know, if you the people who out there who haven't haven't really listened to the body of work of this show, as we, you know, we got two minutes left, and how I know Shariah wish she was on this one because she be having a lot to say, man. Like she's a deep she's a deep sister. I gotta give it to her. And you know, we went in, we held it down, and uh, we took it to another level, another notch because basically we ain't have her to kind of rein us back in because Shariah is like the balance. You know, because right. Rob go off on the deep end, I'll go off on the deep end, and we talking about two different things, but to the same end. So we, and then right. you know, we got callers like you. You ask the questions that make us answer, like we provide an answer. Somebody out there is listening to these shows, and they get some answers. They're like, who is right. these guys? Who are them? Right. They get the truth out. That's what we want right. to do, and that's why we talk about these subjects and these topics, and you know, and we pay homage, man to people who actually did something. But we also call people out on the rug. Like, you can't just come out your face and say things like that and expect to, uh, you know, let it let it walk. And just because you are a football call. player doesn't mean nothing. We got one minute left. But go ahead, Jamal. But think about it, Cole. Give think it about 15 it, Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman has blown up now. Well, Richard Sherman has blown right. up now. So what happens when we get to that, that part of blowing up in entertainment and athleticism, what yeah, we change our whole tone. We change the tone because remember how he was when he first when he first started. Yeah, remember, right. remember that. Go back, go back to when he first. Yeah, yeah go back to when he first started. Yeah. And he spoke the truth, but then he come. But now you come back now, and I because I actually he when I heard that when I heard that I was gonna share it with y'all on Facebook, but I, I never did get around to it. But I'm like because I was gonna ask y'all what y'all thought about that. Right. We're going to, you know what? It's 30 seconds left. We are going to finish this conversation in the next episode. 
Definitely. I'm because t- we got a lot to talk about. Jamal, yeah, we got a lot. Appreciate got a lot it, brother. We got a lot to talk about, and I'm glad Jirai will be back here. And yeah. you know, we taking us out. This is True Sports Talk. We gonna be back next week, episode ten. Stay with us. Peace. Black on black crime is forty percent. Uh, the white victims of the black violent offender is 39%. So what does that tell you? That black people killing people regardless of your race. So if you want to say that the black man is dangerous, okay, God, you want to say that? I mean, I have other statistics that would tell you that that's propaganda too in comparison to the white man who white on white crime is 82%. So a white man, a violent white man is going to go out and harm a white man 82% of the time. But I'm supposed to listen to Ray Lewis tell me that the problems in the black community is black-on-black crime, even though it's at 40%. There's so many more things that's wrong in the black community other than crime. So people like him, Richard Sherman, I mean, all you dudes, I, 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 don't, I don't understand your mentality when you when you spewing that bull, I call it bullshit, because you you really just talking propaganda. Because forty percent don't lie. Like like people tell me all day, numbers don't lie. So if black on black crime is forty percent. What the hell are you talking to me about it? If white on white crime is eighty eighty two percent, and no, they don't have anything to do with each other. But obviously that's not our main issue in the black community. So Ray Lewis, Richard Sherman. All you people out there who be towing the line on that dumb shit, this is for you. What the fuck are you talking about? How you feel about that Ray Lewis video? Talk to me, man. Let's get somebody on the line. So we got somebody on the line. Let, let, let's, let, let's, so they can listen in. What's your name? Where you calling from? Y'all know who this is. <clears throat> Jamal, what's going on? What's going What's on, bro? What's, What's going on, brother? I was sitting here watching mm-hmm. rain football, baby. So oh, okay, just, okay. Just, thought I, just thought I'd tune in with y'all. You know, you know how it is. It's yes, all good. We, we talking about a football player right now who probably, you know, off his meds. You know, that antler got side effects. <laughs> oh, man. Like, I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> no. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> I don't know if he got that. concussions or whatever you got, bro. I don't know. He, he, he got, got CTE or something. He's talking about black on black crime, but he had blood on his shirt in the limo. Man, he need to in shut the, the hell up. Like, what did you do? And, you know, I don't, and I want to make this perfectly clear. I am, I raised my, Ray Lewis is my dude because, you know, I feel, I met him since Miami. And the Ravens is like Basege, one of my one of my football teams. Cause you know what I'm saying, but he jumped out the window right now, bro. Bro, you jumped out the window with the nine minute video, sounding like Martin Luther King, and <laughs> I mean, you throwing out all these numbers. I mean, bro, you're Ray Lewis. If you really, if you really, if you really, you know what I'm saying, you really cared and it was only like that, you could. It's nothing for you to reach out to the to the Baltimore chapter of Black Lives. There's nothing for you to reach out to the Chicago chapter of Black Lives. And personally, on the phone, instead of putting this, 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 this sit on 
on social media that you call the devil's playground. You mm-hmm. just call it the devil's playground, but here you are for nine minutes on it talking shit and without without having even spoken to anybody in Black Lives Matter to ask them what you know what's the what's the function of your cause? What's going on? This, that, and the third. I'm like, come on, bro. You gotta do better than that, man. You can't you can't can't just get on just start saying shit on on social media and act like you know you gonna yeah you gonna fool the mother cats that's deaf dumb and blind but you ain't gonna fool the cats that got knowledge itself and they gonna cause they gonna see through this bullshit like first of all you know what I'm saying you sitting there talking black lives you know people some people say it wasn't an attack I'm like it is an attack you mentioned them that's what they that's what they that's what they running with you as a black man and you said you know as a black man that you know that our lives matter, then what do you want playing on a nine-minute video rant about what are they doing? You should know what they're doing. If you picked up the phone and called them, if you went down to the office right. and seen them, that's all you got to mm-hmm. do because you, you, you're a person in a position that you can make changes happen. You can make mm-hmm. something happen. You know what I'm saying? If you, you feel that strongly about it, then, then you can do something. You're in a position where you can do something and make them and affect lives. But instead, you took, you go on Facebook with a nine-minute viral until your joint go viral, and that's all they're talking about. Oh, Ray Lewis attacks me, you know, Black Lives, Black Lives Matters movement. Where are you at now? Now, now, now everybody's coming at you. You ain't got no more videos for us to see. You ain't got nothing else to talk about. I mean, come on. <laughs> we can get nasty. I can get nasty. I can get nasty like my man C just did and be like, yo, you murdered somebody that was you. You was you was there when a black man got murdered. Bro, I know what it is, bro. What retribution are you giving to that man's family? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's crazy. You know, honestly, yo, come on, man. I mean, why nobody gotta, talks you know, about the numbers? Kinda, but it's kinda, why they don't like, talk about the numbers? In the face, though, forty like percent black in the face. Face. crime. forty percent. It's just it's forty percent. Uh, it's a slap in the face. It's like, you know, you coming out for, for who you are in particular and then considering your past. And, yeah, you may have gotten by it and gotten through it and, and, and you know, dealt with it, I guess. But at the same point in time, then you come up with this. So it's like it, it doesn't – it really doesn't make sense. You know, you coming up and then, and then you, when you look at the numbers, it's not what you're, what you're saying. So it's like you're kind of just spewing – empty rhetoric about things that that's really not necessarily true because the numbers don't support it. But it's like you're coming out and you're you're making it sound as if, oh my God, you know, this is the problem. This is the main problem. You know, and, and I it's oh. like you understand I know the numbers support I, like, one I movie just And I you understand what but you can't you can't do it that way. You can't exactly. do it that way. Because it's making it, it sound way. like that's that's that is the reason why things way. are happening, and that's not true. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like you got to understand what Black Lives Movement was about to begin with in the first place. Like Black Lives Movement was was about you know what I'm saying the violence from the police, from you know from law enforcement. You know that was the main issue for that movement to let law enforcement know that Black Lives Matter. If you can't just be out here shooting down people and killing them and getting away with it. That's what the main, the, the main of the movement was. That was the purpose mainly for it. You know, there's other movements for stopping the violence 
in, in cities and people are working uh-huh. in Chicago's and the Baltimore's and all over on the ground doing it. They putting in work. If you feel so strongly about that, it made you have to make a video, my G, then guess what you should have did? Pick up the phone and say, I'm Ray Lewis and I want to help y'all. I mean, we talk all that shit about Jay Z and all that shit. I mean, part of the establishment. Jay Z threw them a 1.5 million. He ain't talked about it and said nothing. He just gave money. Whether it's a, whether it's a write-off or not for him, they're going to be able to buy more computers, be able to do more knowledge, and get stronger. That's the bottom line. That's true. Don't be out there just talking crazy, crazy, reckless. You just out there, yo, it was three, 300 murders in Chicago. Yo, man, if you feel so strongly, man, go out there in Chicago and start talking to the youth. We count that. We count that. We count that one that you was in. I mean, you know, it's like okay. It's so like, you know, how about how about the unemployment rate? You know, maybe that leads to crime. How about the school you system? How about why, the school system? Why, why school to prison pipeline. How about Bill Clinton's three strike? strike policies from the 1990s? You know, maybe that what led to some crime. Maybe the welfare system reform that kicked the fathers out of the house. Maybe that led to some crime. You know, so. You know, when, so when Ray Lewis, you know, somebody of his stature, you know, comes on and says something, he needs to come with some facts. He will get backed up because you're Ray Lewis. That people are going to listen to you. But when you speak rhetoric, you just look like a damn fool, man. You know, especially to people who really know what time it is. Like, he act like, you know, you get on Facebook. Everybody's not a, a social idiot, a social media idiot, man. Like, there are people actually on here, like, really trying to connect with other people and then get offline and do their thing. But Ray Lewis going to get up here and really talk about black-on-black crime like that's the major issue in the black community, and it's not. And everybody that I hear listen to, you know, when they're talking about it, and I go, yo, wait a minute, it's only 40%. White-on-white crime is 82%. Oh, we ain't talking about white people. No, because y'all don't want exactly. to fucking deal with reality. That's the first thing they start saying. Right. That's oh, we ain't talking about that. Right. Oh, we, oh, we ain't talking about them. Why are we talking about them? We talking about We should right. be talking about them because this is their this is their culture that we living inside of. The oppression <laughs> is real. We live in white culture, okay? The same reason why your black ass chose the white doll and you black. Which doll is ugly? The black one. Or oh, which school is better? The white one. The same Negroes that be doing that bullshit is the same ones that are going to get on television like Ray Lewis and Richard Sherman, act like you don't know where you came from no more, and speak bullshit rhetoric. And you should know better. See, that's where I'm going to start making a link between football, CTE, and getting off them damn medications. Y'all need to go back and, and go find another Bosch clinic. Don't get me started. Bacon 